Hello and welcome to episode 43 of the Pen Addict Podcast, the weekly show where we discuss pens, paper and the analogue tools that you love so dearly. I am joined today, oh I am Mike Hurley as you all know hopefully by now, and I am joined today as you will also well know by the man, the myth, I haven't really got anything to say this week so I'm just going to make something up. He is like, like Patrick Roan is to Minimal Mac in that he... Oh, I don't know what I'm saying, but I have Brad Dowdy here. <laughs> yeah, I totally failed this week, Brad. I, I I couldn't give you a name, so I guess this will be the infamous episode where I don't give you a nickname. We do you, have you Patrick even Ryan. had an hour break between the last show and now to yeah. think about it. I usually I, I usually think of the basically I give Brad an, a a peculiar name every week. Pat, hi Patrick Roan, by the way. Yes, hi, hello Patrick Roan. Thank you for joining Brad us today. Oh, uh, as if. As if I didn't badger my way on. <laughs> As if I was invited. <laughs> That's rich. So Pat, Patrick is of patrickrone.com, Minimal Mac. Um, he's also a host of the Enough podcast on 70 decibels, too. Yeah. Yeah. So we're yeah. happy to have yeah. you here today, Pat. And we've, we've got some things that, well, Brad has some things that he wants to talk with you about. I don't want to talk to you at all, is how that sounds. <laughs> and uh, it's probably true. But um, that's a lie. Anyway, <laughs> before I continue to destroy this episode any further, Brad, should we continue to destroy it and throw you under the bus real quick? Because I just listened to um, both of you. Both of you guys have been on um, uh, Tal. I won't pretend to pronounce his last uh, name, the, but Tal's podcast, The Distraction. Mm-hmm. The Distraction. So yes, I've just uh, been introduced to Tal in the past week because he was he was linking me up with someone who was uh, writing another article and. That's a that's a whole other topic for another day. <clears throat> so I went back and I didn't know this podcast existed. I went back and listened listened to Michael your episode and Patrick your episode and there's a few other episodes um, that that I went to and uh, Mr. Hurley made a very specific point of you know about the no editing and he has a, a spot on the pin attic where he just you know he starts with the open and he goes with it and he calls Brad a you know a, a certain name and mm-hmm. he, he he just rolls with it and leaves it as it is and you know what this is a prime example of uh, you you butchering that and we're just going to go with it because that's part of the show yes yeah. it is yeah, it, if, it. It, if it happens it's magical and if it doesn't then it's just horrendous it's e- no it's, it, <laughs> no, it's, it's equally it's, as magical it's, it's, it's equally yeah, as magical, magical. <laughs> so um i would like to start our follow-up this week by saying that i have bought an ink i, I am the proud owner of i have purchased um a uh Iroshizuku, a pilot Iroshizuku Konpeki. Wow. I went you went, I went whole right. yeah, I'm actually just impressed you can you can you can pronounce it personally. Yes, it's <laughs> think, not been easy. I think that's the first time in about three episodes that you've actually gotten through that. I have it in front of me and I've been practicing. <laughs> so there was a couple of there were a couple of um points that led to this. So obviously I've I've quite literally, Brad, have been inundated with responses. Um, they've been coming in thick and fast since last week where I asked our listeners to give me suggestions for quick-drying inks. I've had a bunch of people tell, give me suggestions for things that they know work, things that they believe will or have heard from others. And I've been collecting them. And the the sort of the trends were the Hiroshi Zuku's, um, a couple of Pelicans, um, and the others was the Noodler's Bananki series. Yeah, Ben Bernanke. That's it. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I went with the Hiroshi Zuku was obviously it had been it had been recommended to me, but you had also um, reviewed it. 
Mm-hmm. So Most I've, expensive I've expensive review I've seen in a long time, my friend. There you go. Expensive yeah. to me because oh, yeah, the, that is some fine looking ink right there. <laughs> yeah, I saw the color and I, I really like the look of the color. And I can see that the because obviously you're using a Twisby 1.5, which I think is an even thicker nib than the one that I'm using, right? Easily, yeah, probably and double. The fact that after five seconds it only smeared that much would suggest to me that I might be in for a uh, a good time with this. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. see, no, that's it. That's it. I'm ordering somewhere. We're actually doing the show here. There you go. Add to cart. <laughs> see, I don't know how much. I don't know how much. I don't know how quicker drying you can get with a fountain pen type ink, right? Yeah, and I'm cool with it. It's it's because I'm pretty good at. Um, being able to hover over the line, but it's as I then get further down the page and the ink's still not dry, as I've been having with the Twisby, um, that that's where it's becoming an issue. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why was I not part of this discussion when when you were having it? Why didn't I get to? You could. All you needed to do is listen to the show, Pat, and you would have. Uh, oh man, I'm sorry. <laughs> I am really sorry. Um, but because. Uh, um, I would have had some recommendations as well. Did anyone recommend the uh, Pelican 2001 to you? Yeah. Yeah, that that, that stuff dries super quick. Yeah, I've, the Pelicans, I had Pelican 2001 and Pelican Brilliant Black as well. Mm-hmm. I'm actually rather impressed. Now, now Noodlers has a long-known history of not having great drying times uh, for some of their inks. Yeah, it's um, actually the, um, the the ink that I'm using in my Twisby at the moment, Pat, is a Heart of Darkness, Noodler's Heart of Darkness. Because it's yeah, the only ink that I have in a bottle. Um, and the, the oh, way yeah. that this pen refills, it's a piston, so you, you can only yeah. refill it from a bottle. So right. um, I, did, I did have some Parker Quink, but I can't find it, which is uh-huh. peculiar for me. Um, yeah, because I've never tried the the quink. And no, but it, it was suggested to me. And the it, theory behind it is it should dry fast, but I've exactly. never tried it, so I don't but know. I, I can't find it because I've not I've not put that with you know my collection of good stuff, um, and I now don't know where it is. So, mm. but I love the I love the bottle that the Compeki comes in. I've not inked up the Twisby yet. Uh, I'm going to be doing that tomorrow because I didn't know it was. I ordered from Colt Pens mm-hmm. yesterday, and it arrived today. And I wasn't oh expecting goodness. that, um, especially because with the with the way that I usually order this sort of stuff, I have to wait weeks and weeks. And I know it was a UK place, so I expected to get it quicker. But what it meant was I wasn't, I, I, you know, I didn't ex- know how quickly it was going to come. But I, I ordered it about yesterday lunchtime and it arrived today. Wonderful. Wow. Wasn't Holy cheap. Cow. Wasn't cheap, but yeah. I reckon it's going to be worth it. Cult Pins has uh, been been bringing their A game recently. I've actually been talking to them, but behind the scenes, there's some really nice guys. They do a good job, and you know, all all of uh, our UK friends, we definitely, uh, you know, that's that's definitely a place you should look into when you're ordering. Yeah, uh, I'll be I'll be swinging jet pins for this one. That's where I'm oh, at yeah, right now. For sure. Yeah. Ah, twenty eight dollars gone. So you had something <laughs> that you wanted to mention, uh, Brad, before we. Yeah, I wanted to get you in trouble, uh, Mike, because um, we were talking talking on app.net this morning, just um, a little back and forth. I had taken a picture of one of my my friend Thomas that sent me a bunch of pins to test out. I had a Sailor Sapporo that I'm I'm really happy with that he sent me. And, you know, uh, um, uh, one of our followers on there, Wildfire, sent a thing, yo, that's a great pin. He says, I'm holding out for the... uh, 
the Sailor, Sailor Pro Gear Imperial Black model. I was like, you know, that, that's like one of these holy grail pins. And I said, well, we definitely shouldn't show Mike that one. So I wanted to, I wanted to show you that one just so you would, oh. uh, just so you would have a, uh, have an issue with it. And, um, I, cause I, uh, unfortunately, I think this is a pen that would be right up your alley, but um, it is very cost prohibitive. So uh, this is the I, I saved this link junk for, just for you. So uh, why don't you click on that link there and tell me your your thoughts? Wow, look at that, boy! Oh boy, that is that is very beautiful. Yeah, I'll have to look at that, Brad. Yep. So it's like a it's a it's a black barrel with kind of gunmetal gray accents where like the chrome would be like the clip and the band and the nib everything's really kind of jet black and i don't know it's it's a very cool fountain pen you're sending patrick that link no i need yeah please send me the link so i can look if you could do it brad that would be awesome <laughs> yep. this is going to be a very expensive show for me i can so tell already is this well, not this is really a, this available is this, it's like it's a 450 dollar pen so right, okay and <laughs> it's uh it's uh, not, um, I guess you would say something you just make on a on a whim purchase. Yeah, I, I know, I know. Although I am yeah. looking, I'm, I'm staring directly at a pen that costs more than that right now. Yeah, uh, it's not letting me send you this link, Patrick. But it's it's called the Sailor Pro Gear Imperial Black. You'll uh, okay. I'll, I'll look it up. Look it up. But um, I mean that's one of those on the. Uh, one of these days shopping list, right? I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful pen and everyone I've seen review it has just, you know, raved about it and, and things like that. But, that, uh, as good of a time as I'm having with these sailors that I haven't yet reviewed, um, on the blog, um, this one is just stunning to me. Look at that. See, so Sailor's not a brand. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I have to admit, I'm not very familiar with uh, Sailor as a brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, um, location, Japan. It's a. Um, it's a Perfect. historical company along the lines of, in in Japan, yeah. it's called the yeah. Big yeah. Three. Yeah. It's, it's Pilot, Sailor, and Platinum. And, yeah, that's right. That's right. Gotcha. Noted. All right. Cool. It's one. It's in that batch, so you know it's it's got the history behind it and the quality behind it and. And so, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't come in an extra fine though it doesn't look like uh that one may not they do do some of their other the sailor professional gear the non mm-hmm. the standard ones the not imperial black ones i think do come in an extra fine because unfortunately i've been <laughs> shopping for those <laughs> <laughs> and, those, and those, those run about two hundred dollars just the regular the standard sailor pro gear because no, it's, no, no. it's got it's got it's got a 21 karat gold nib so it's 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 a little bit pricey, but uh, it's a beautiful pen. Writes wonderfully, and uh, I'm going to be sad to send mine back. I have a Sailor, the regular Sailor Pro Gear and the Sailor Sapporo, which is basically the same design, but it's a little bit smaller barrel diameter, a little bit smaller nib, things like that, and a little bit lower price. And it's a 14 karat gold nib instead of 21k, so uh, mm-hmm. priced uh, accordingly. So those nibs will get you, man. Mm-hmm. Those nibs they will get you. Definitely do. So I assume you're going to be reviewing the, the Sapporo and the Pro Gear. Definitely, yeah. Okay, I just well, haven't. Um, yeah, I'm still uh, still in the trial and testing phase before I I get to the reviews. I'm sp- I've been spending a, Thomas's this batch of pens. He sent me ten pens, so it's I'm kind of going through all of them at once just so I can have some some comparisons and some 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 groundwork to base uh, base these reviews off of. So it's taken me some time. I got some so Edison pens and things like that too. So 
So what did you uh, ink this sucker up with? Um, I have been using in all of Thomas's pens that he sent me. Um, we actually had a long discussion because I wanted to be mm-hmm. careful with his pens, mm-hmm. right? I wanted yep. to do what he wanted me to do. I didn't want to start sticking random stuff in there and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, gunking up pens or doing any damage to pens, which it's, it's pretty rare, but there are inks that you obviously can do damage to pens. So we settled on the uh, Pilot Blue Black, which is a good nice. standard yeah. color. Um, I bought a big bottle of that. It's what it's a color I loved anyway. It's a color I'd mm-hmm. already used. I just didn't have a bottle of it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a it's a fantastic. I use it for all, reviewing all of his pens, and um, I've actually started to use it in, in some of my pen my pens now. That's what I use in my Vanishing Point and things like that, just because I like the color that much. Nice. Yeah. So nice. Uh, I wanted to get that uh, that pen on that professional gear on uh, Mister Hurley's radar. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do what I can, Mike. So, uh, shall I shall I pay some bills so I can afford these pens, and then uh, yeah. then we'll get into talking to Pat about what you want to discuss today. Yeah, let's do it. So, um, our sponsor for this week is, of course, those fine people over at Squarespace.com. They give you absolutely everything you need to make an amazing website. Squarespace provides you with all the tools that it takes to get your site online, whether that's a blog, a portfolio, uh, just a general website, or a business site. They give you fantastic hosting. They give you um, great applications, built-in analytics, uh, fantastic scaling. It doesn't matter how big your site gets. They never go down. Integration with social services like Twitter and Facebook. You have a great page builder called Layout Engine that allows you to put pages together in seconds. Responsive web design with their stunning and very, very beautiful templates. They have a really easy to edit your websites in their WYSIWYG design editor. You can add new fonts, change colors and stuff all within the web browser. And now Squarespace have a new feature called Squarespace Commerce, which allows you to sell online through your Squarespace site. It basically turns any Squarespace site, um, new or existing, into a, a sale front as well. So you can... Um, they've they've got a system which is fully integrated into your site and you can accept payments for it as well. And they've partnered with Stripe to allow you to accept cards and such like on your site. Um, you can sell physical and online goods immediately. Um, they allow you to look at inventory management, um, order processing. There You can print packing slips, customizable emails. Um, you can set up multiple shipment methods. They have coupons that you can offer to people and much, much more. Squarespace have done a great job of really taking from um, the very finite features up to the real big, great ones, to everything you need, not only to build a regular website, but to build a commerce site as well. It really is incredible to see that this is just another of the fantastic features that Squarespace have, have integrated into their platform. So I want you to go and try all this out for yourself. You can sign up for a free trial of Squarespace by going to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels. You can also find out more information here about Squarespace's regular plans and their commerce plan too. Squarespace plans start at $10 a month for their standard plan. Um, You can sign up for one year, you'll get 20% off. If you sign up for two years, you'll get 25% off. They do have other plans like an unlimited plan and the uh, Squarespace commerce plan, which have additional fees and charges, but you can find all of that out by going to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels. If you decide to purchase... 
Use the offer code 70 decibels 2 at checkout. Not only will this help Squarespace know that you found out about them through this show, but it also gives you 10% off your first order on top of any other discount that you might get if you buy uh, one of their annual plans. So go check out Squarespace, everything you need to make an amazing website. Beautiful. Mm, thank you. Thank you, Michael. Thank, thank you, Squarespace. Michael. No problemo. Awesome. So, Patrick and Michael. Yes, uh, in this in this case, um, I owe both of you gentlemen a, a debt of gratitude because I don't know if you exactly recall the the dates and times, but it's been almost exactly a year since I appeared on Patrick's podcast. Enough, um, yeah. and that which obviously predates the Pen Attic podcast, and you guys were the impetus behind this podcast. And without you two um, being so supportive and, you know, helping me out and talking through lots of things, you know, I, I was a little bit, I was a lot of bit hesitant to, uh, <laughs> to start a, a pin addict podcast, but with the, you know, with you guys, your guys help and, you know, pushing me and having me on, you know, enough and just showing Hey, look, you know, this is, you know, this is pretty easy stuff to talk about and, you know, that, you know, you can do it and, and, you know, getting the ball rolling on me wanting to start the Pen Attic podcast. I just wanted to say thank you for that. Right. Um, I remember that episode um, like it was yesterday and it was a really big help in getting this podcast going. So I wanted uh, to say thank you publicly. I know I've, I've definitely thanked you pl- uh, plenty uh, behind the scenes and, and uh, uh, it's it's been a big help to know that I have a supportive group of guys like you guys and uh, able to do something that. like this. So I, really I wanted to point that, that episode out. So well, for any of the any people wondering the history of the Pen Attic podcast, we'll put the link in the uh, show notes here to where I I was a guest on uh, the Enough podcast episode one hundred and four. So y'all should go back and listen to that if you haven't. If you like, if you enjoy this podcast, you should be listening to Patrick's podcast anyway. But uh, definitely you. check that episode out. Well, and I kind of mentioned this, uh, I think a little bit um, before on my show here and there, and that is that. You know, one of the reasons I'm, you know, kind of both, you know, try to be very encouraging to, you know, to folks uh, for this stuff, um, but uh, especially the stuff that I want to see, and it can even get to the point of like where I kind of badger people about it, um, <laughs> is because I want to see it, right? I, I want to have, uh, I, I believe that kind of in a way you help to make the internet that you that you want to visit every day um and uh hopefully by um you know either sharing ideas i don't have the time for um you know things i'm not particularly suited for if i see someone else who's doing something i think oh this would be great i want to listen to this or i want to see this or whatever i'm gonna badger the heck out of them uh, <laughs> you know to, to try to get it done because well uh, it's it's what i it's what i want to see it's the it's the 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 uh, you know I, i'm and so you know it's not selfless at all it's it's inherently selfish but that's but that's how it's supposed to be, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it's it's expensive to me, but it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I really I want to talk about those uh, the the expense today. I, I definitely want to get into 
you know, the pins and cause I, I've got some questions to you cause I, I know okay. kind of what your pin collections like and, and some things like that. I want to get to that, but I want to ask, I want to talk about one other thing first. And this is a post okay. that I, this is the post that I made. Um, it's been a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just kind of a, I don't want to say a throwaway post. That's not what it was, but it wasn't a review post. It was just an idea I had that popped in my head mm-hmm. while I was doing some work at home one day, getting ready to go to the grocery store. And I'd written, a, I was talking on Twitter, like, you know, am I normal for rewriting my grocery list, you know, <laughs> and paper in the, in the order of the store, you know, I have a grocery list and I was like, okay, it's time to go to the store. So that means it's time to rewrite the entire list, yeah. you know, in the order of the store because right. that makes it easier. But um, yeah. I also did it because, you know, I like using, you know, it gives me another chance to test out another pen and another piece of paper. Yeah. And I oh, tweeted great. that out and, you know, the first, the, like literally like within seconds, I got a response like, you know, there's an app for that, you know, for your store. You know, you put it in, you know, lay out your mm-hmm. – put in the grocery list that you want and it will lay out the store. Order. I was like, man, that is awesome. And I immediately went to the app store. I mean it's just like out of reflex. I went to the app store and started searching for my grocery store looking for that app and then it just – it was just like click. I was like, what are you doing? I was like, this is not something that I need another app for. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like it, one, it seemed like it would take forever to even get that set up. But it was like, you know, if I download this app, well, now I'm no longer using this pen and paper that I'm enjoying using. Mm-hmm. Why take that away from myself when mm-hmm. I'm enjoying using? You know, hey, I went out and I went and grabbed, you know, like one of the fountain pens that, you know, I have on loan or something like that. And, you know, a different piece of notebook paper that I haven't used before and I get to try it out. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, s- stop. You know, there's that. I don't need an app for everything. And I think that was the the, the gist of it. Actually, the title of it was there's an app for that and I don't want it. And you yeah. picked that up and, you know, you yeah. had some some good comments on that. So you want to talk about yeah, that? Well, real quick? I mean, well, because here's the thing. Right. And that is that. We want to believe that computers are the perfect solution for everything, right? Mm-hmm. That um, that just because we have this incredibly powerful supercomputer in our pocket, that uh, with uh, you know you know billions of apps available for it to do anything imaginable under the sun, it can be anything you want it to be. But. Can it be the best for you all the time in every circumstance? I mean, just think about the, the you know, so, you know, let's just assume just for a second that before you left for the store, you left the grocery app up and running. You had it all ready to go. You had all your stuff entered in there. And you get to the store and you want to start with your first item. You you get in there, you get your cart, you go, you're in the produce section um, because that's where all grocery stores shop internationally, by the way. They, they start in the produce section. Um, and um, what do you have to do? You have to take it out of your pocket, okay? Turn, hit the home button or the power button. Swipe the lock screen. If you've got a passcode, God forbid, da, 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 da. And, okay, great. Now you're ready to shop. You go, you, you, know, you pick up your few things or whatever, and whatever your sleep time is set on it, five minutes, ten minutes, whatever, I can guarantee that thing's going to go to sleep. You're going to have to perform that action <laughs> all over again. 
You're going to probably have to perform that action at least a dozen times throughout your shopping trip. If, you know, it's a, you know, kind of regular size grocery trip, right? Probably half a dozen to a dozen times. How much time is that taking? With that piece of paper, you're going to pull out of your pocket. That's the only step, right? There's <laughs> right. no lock screen. There's no, you know, there's no, oh, it, maybe, maybe you folded it. Maybe you put it on too big of a piece of paper. Use index cards next time and you can save yourself a couple of seconds from having to unfold it. But that's about it. You know what I mean? I mean, paper is always on. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> Um, And so you you don't, you know, um, and I'm sorry, and maybe it's it's me. When you get to a certain age, and I'm of a certain age, I'm older than both of you. I'm probably, you know, I'm probably older than most of the people listening, actually, Um, because I'm an old guy. Hey, I'm right Um, there with you. Don't give me too much credit. (laughs) Well, then you know, when you, you know, when you're in your 20s, you think, oh, I've got all the time in the world. I'm going to live forever. You get to be about 40, 45, you start to realize, I don't have much time left. I'm certainly not going to waste it trying to open some app in the middle of a grocery store. I'm going <laughs> to pull out a piece of paper and get the job done. Because I don't have, I'd rather be spending this time doing something else, like having a beer and watching football or something. I don't know. But, you know, there's better things to do with your life than, you know, monkeying around with apps all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's but, it sounds it sounds crazy, but it was really kind of a jarring thing for me that when someone said it, I was like, absolutely, I'm gonna go get this app, and it it really hit me like like someone threw a brick against my head, like right in the middle yeah, of searching right, for this app. I was like, what are you doing? It's yeah. it's it's ridiculous. It's, it's you have the you for have something the, like that. You have the right solution. That's not to say the apps are never the best solution. There are certainly times when the app is better, where it makes more sense, where it saves you time, where it uh-huh. saves you money, what have you. But the other thing that you bring up, and I think is an interesting is one, is for some people, paper would never work. All of the fiddly work of having to, you know, first of all, capture the grocery list and then sit down and reorder it. Da, da, da. I mean, basically, you're trading your time. All the time that you would be spending monkeying around with the app, you're trading monkeying around with the paper, right? Sure. sure. <laughs> you know, including that time you spent with the app in the store. And when you add it all up, who knows? The paper might actually take longer. But that's only one metric. That's only yeah. one part of the equation. The other part of the equation is you just plain enjoy it, right? Um, I enjoy the act of writing out a good list, a good grocery list, or a or a you know good to do list, or that sort of thing, right? And like that's the pleasurable part for me, not the you know not the the the. Uh, the, you know, the capturing of that stuff or the ordering of that stuff or the messing room, but just simply the writing of that stuff to write with a, with a nice pen and a good piece of paper or to sit down with a, with a nice notebook. And it's one of the reasons why, you know, as much as I've tried to use, you know, things like day one and, you know, online journals and things like that, I, I keep coming back to my Levenger five year journal because, it's just such a nice experience to pull out a good pen and to write on great paper. Um, and, yeah, it, you know, it, it, it feels honest to me. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, you know, I just think that that's something that a computer will never replace for me. 
right? And, right. And, and, and that's the way that I work, and that's kind of, you know, the best way for me. And no matter how many other things I try, and I do try the other things, I try the computer things, but paper remains my sensible default. Pen and paper remain my default. Those are the ones I fall back on when everything else stops working because that always works for me. That's right. Like you said, you said it best, you know, your paper is always on. Mm-hmm. So, so let's, uh, let's, let's talk about the, the, the pens you're using to, to lay down those uh, brilliant thoughts <laughs> on, the, on the paper. So what, what are we using these days, uh, Patrick? <sighs> wow, what's, uh, gosh. What's, I mean, uh, it, what's in heavy, it, heavy rotation? I know you have quite a collection. And I want to talk about some of it, but what's the, what's yeah, the heavy yeah. rotation right now? All right. So heavy rotation right now is the, uh, the, the Quaco Sport, uh, the, the, the little plastic one that, uh, yep. that fits in your pocket uh, really nice. I'm probably uh, pronouncing the name wrong. Nope. Um, but, you know, the tiny little thing, and it's uh, the green with the uh, gold nib, uh, uh, extra fine. Uh, because I roll like that, I have really tiny handwriting, and so I need extra. I need as fine as possible. Um, so that's that's always because because I have it in my pocket almost all the time. Uh, the other thing I like about it, you know, um, I don't have a converter for it. I'm just using uh, the Quaco our cartridges. Do they even make a converter for these? They don't, and that's kind of a yeah, recurring theme that I don't know if Mike, you and I, we've talked about it offline. I can't remember how much we've talked about it online, but there we have like readers that are trying different converters, trying to jam them into this uh, this Kaweco Sport, and no one's been able to do it yet. So, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something about that. I don't think a converter would be good for this. Yeah, um, and and the and the reason and the reason being is that um, this is something that's in your pocket and it's going to get shaken around by you know walking and you know bumping up against your wallet and your keys and your phone and, you know, everything else, and it's going to get shooken around. And the fact is, is that converters just don't handle that pressure very well, whereas mm-hmm. cartridges do. Right? Yeah, and I think you're just going to get, you're going to get much, I mean, you're already using a short cartridge to begin with. A converter mm-hmm. is just going to take up that much more space. You'll probably get mm-hmm. half the amount of ink, That's too, probably so. yeah. why, I mean, because you would be filling it so often. Yeah, um, that well, and and you know, quite frankly, this is not, you know, this is designed to be a utilitarian workhorse thing that you can just stick in your pocket, not care about, and you know, you you might lose it along the way. You just buy another one. Heck, buy two or three at a time because you know this this is a pen that's meant to to go and meant to be used. Um, so that said, there are certain times when. You know the the fountain pen is not the is not the right choice. Uh, maybe I'm you know signing a uh, you know signing a check with the uh, carbons in the back or something like that. Um, and a lot of times the, the you know the the pressure I, you know, I don't put the same pressure on a fountain pen that I would on a on a regular pen. My go to uh, gel ink of choice is the uh, Uniball Signo Micro Two Hundred Sevens, the point uh, three eight. Um, mm-hmm. Is it? Um, yeah. Yeah, they just I, finally started putting those that specific setup on the shelf like maybe a year, year and a half ago, which finally yeah. that was that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. And I, I you know, I dig these. Um I'm so at any given time I'm likely to have these two pins on my body all the time. Like from the time I wake up in the morning to the time I go to bed at night. Um 
That said, I mean, I do have kind of occasion pens um, and things, pens I use for, for different things. If I'm going to write a thank you card or sign a birthday card or, um, or something like that, um, I generally use my uh, Levenger True Writer with, the, with a, uh, a stub nib. But it's a uh, it's a one off stub nib. This was a um, uh, not uh, it's a different stub nib than the stubs that they currently sell or have ever sold. Uh, this was uh, actually one of their um, one of their early prototype uh, models that I happened to come in possession of, and I won't explain how I did that. But let's just <laughs> say that I did. Um, <clears throat> Um, but I like it better than than the stub nibs they sell. Not to, I, and I'm a big fan of Levenger. Do not take that wrong. Their stub nibs are great. I like this one better. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, um, and and yeah. So I mean, that's the sort of thing that I'll take out for um, you know if I'm. In, in other words, let me put it this way: If you see a stub nib, I like you more. I like you more yeah, than I- everything else. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I've really turned a corner on nib sizes recently, and I'm coming to find out that I'm in love with the stub. Yeah, and it's for especially for someone like me who writes in a printing style. Mm-hmm. It really, I don't know. It really um, helps it's out my. Gonna- so it's much a good character. Look. It's a good look. Yes. So it's much a very character. So much uh, expression. You know, and that's the other thing too. With uh, especially with the snub, uh, stub nib, but this is true of I mean, just writing with pen and paper in general, is that um, no, you know, no two strokes are the same, right? That everything has its own, its own character and its own vibe. And, and uh, the reason that uh, nuts like me will use different pens for different occasions and different things and stuff like that is because we really do believe that, that, that um, strokes contain emotion. Mm hmm. And, and 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 that as as much as the expression of the words that I'm putting on the paper, that that is being expressed in every stroke and in the choice of ink and in the choice of pen and in the choice of card and in the choice of paper. Right? I'm I'm not going to write my to do list on on uh, you know some you know super nice you know it's it's meant to be disposable. I'm going to write it on something disposable. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to write it with something kind of disposable um but you know a nice card or signing one of my books or something like that you better believe i'm going to use a nice pen yep exactly exactly so now i know you also uh you probably more than dabble in it but you you definitely dabble in some vintage vintage yeah fountain pens and i well, have yeah. become go ahead no no i was just say you know and i want people to understand that's very easy and relatively inexpensive to do if mm-hmm. you're choosing the right pens. But go ahead. Yeah, what I was going to say is I've become enamored a little bit here with the uh, the Pilot Fifty One, and I didn't know if I don't know uh, if you have one. Yeah, I'm, I, it's, it's, it's funny that you mentioned it because I'm literally uh, I, I was sitting here cleaning it. <laughs> <laughs> As we've been talking, I've been sitting here cleaning, cleaning my, uh, uh, and uh, uh, it's it's actually the uh, Parker Fifty One. 
I'm sorry. Right? Yeah, I said pilot. Gosh, I'm, I'm looking at things on my screen. Yes, Parker 51. Goodness gracious. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have, a, a, I have a couple of these senior moments at least, though. At least a, a <laughs> twice, about, I think we're averaging about twice an episode. Sometimes yeah, yeah. I, I don't catch it, but sometimes, yes. Thank you, Parker 51. It's, Goodness it's, gracious. It's okay, yeah. My hands are now covered with green ink. Uh, <laughs> Because I, uh, I I keep it filled with uh, oh geez what is the noodlers I use for this I can't see it from where I'm sitting up up on the shelf I forget the color um, but it's the one that uh, is kind of looks like uh, the green that they use on uh, on dollar bills um, mm-hmm. I, I, I forget yeah uh, in any case. Um, yeah, Parker 51, it's green with the uh, gold furniture, as the uh, kids in the uh, fountain pen collecting business call it. Um, the gold colored furniture. Um, this is, is, is I do bank have the note green. I'm sorry, is it Noodler's bank note green? I think that's the one. Yep, yeah. mm-hmm. there you go. I do what All I right. can. Uh, and uh, I am one of those crazy people that. I match inks to specific pens and generally don't stray from that. <laughs> so yep. I, I'm not one of those, one of these people that's like, Oh, I think I'll try purple in this, uh, this week. No, it's, uh, you know, I bought that ink for this pen. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, because this is the, uh, it's kind of that, uh, dark, uh, <clears throat> British racing green. Um, uh, color yeah. and I do have the uh, matching pencil uh, as well. Um, oh, cool! So it's the uh, pen pencil set. Um, and I forget the date of this one. I want to say sixty three, but I'm not. Don't don't hold me to that. Yeah. Um. Regardless. Uh. So anyone who hasn't seen a Parker Fifty One, uh, look it up. It's an iconic pen. Um. Both in its design. Um, it's, it's, it's classic and it's got a, a, you know, somewhat unique, uh, hooded, uh, hooded nib. And because the nib is hooded, it tends to, uh, uh, you can let it sit for a while, pick it up and it'll still write. Um, and the reason being is that the hood really does help to keep the ink wet. Um, doesn't dry out very easily. Um, and, uh, back in its day, this was, this was kind of your standard workhorse pen. You know, this was the, I mean, not quite the Bic before Bic was Bic, but you know, I mean, it was, it was kind right. of, you know, this, oh, this was not going to I mean, be, yeah, this is, this, this is kind of the pen that everyone had on their desk or in their drawer. Yeah, it's your, the pen your dad had and your grandfather had and their grandfather right. had, you know, a certain exactly. time. And, you know, I think they, it started like in the forties and they made, they made them all the way up through sixties yeah. or seventies. I mean, they made millions of these pens and, but still to this day, it's like one of the, I mean, like you said, it's an, it's an iconic pen and I, I don't, I own zero, literally zero vintage fountain pens, but the, oh, the Parker 51, that. oh, it's, believe me, it's going to change. Um, the 51 is, I, I finally got one in my hands to use, um, yeah. to test with and it, I'm completely enamored with it. It's a fantastic pen. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah. it's, and, 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 you know, and because they made millions of them, because they're not only are they inexpensive, but seriously, instead of buying one, ask your dad, ask your granddad, you know, if they're still around. Ask your grandma. See if they th- – you may have one. They may have one sitting in their house that hasn't been used in forever, and th- th- they'd just be willing to give to you because these pens were everywhere during their day. 
Yep, that's exactly right. And I think that's where a lot of them come from. I mean, it's just hand-me-downs, you know, looking in, you know, granddad's, you know, old desk drawer and, and yeah. you know, no telling what you're going to find there. So, yeah. Well, let me speaking, – speaking of that, and I hope I'm not getting us off topic, do you want me to cover just a couple, couple of other great vintage, like, places to start for collecting well, that, vintage bins? That's exactly where I want you to go. That's, uh, okay. that's my next, right. next. My next question is: What other? If I'm looking at vintage fountain pens, like I know I want to, I know I want a Parker Fifty One. That's a no brainer. Yeah. What yeah. other? What other vintage pens? If you had good experiences with, um, you, you know, I, th- let me let me put out one criteria. Okay. These when I buy a pen, it's not for show; it's for use. Mm-hmm. I want pins that you know work good and then i can use mm-hmm. it and i can take yeah. out of the house and take to work mm-hmm. I, these these are when i buy a pin it's going to be because i'm going to use it not because i'm going to you know mm-hmm. put it up on display somewhere right so that's, these things that's really the only criteria 50 60 years ago 70 years ago and they were workhorse pins then and they still continue to be workhorse pins today um yeah uh, totally on board with you and that's all i'll talk about i do have pins that do not fit that criteria <clears throat> but um, most of the vintage fountain pens I have actually do fall under that. Um, also, most of the the vintage the pens I'm going to talk about um, certainly fall under the sub one hundred dollar category. Um, yeah, that's this um, this this next one I'm going to mention was so ubiquitous um, and so popular, and there's so many out there and such great condition that uh, you know if if you if you search right, if you go to some of the, you know, kind of fountain fountain pen hospital, fountain pen form sort of places, you know, um, uh, the fountain pen network and, you know, some of the, some of the fountain pen forms, you can buy them, you know, direct from users for next to nothing. You can find these things on eBay pretty easily too, but, you know, eBay's scary. Um <clears throat> Because, you know, you, 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 there's, there's just so many scams out there. But, yeah, I don't know. Not so much in the pen category. Most of these folks are reputable. Um, that mm-hmm. said, the Esterbrook J. The Esterbrook yeah. J was, jeez, um, uh, uh, I guess if, uh, you know, if the Parker 51 was the big of its day, this was the... Uh, the the number two pencil, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> it, it, you know, it's it's the sort of pen that uh, students uh, use to learn to write. Um, you know, the one that they handed them out in school when it was time for penmanship class, uh, back when you used to have such things. And we are still in dire need today. Let me tell you. Oh, um, don't get me started, get me started yeah. on that. So. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what's wonderful about the Esterbrook J is not only are they relatively cheap, um, you know, probably thirty to fifty dollars for a model that's going to be in great condition, um, but um, the nibs—it's got interchangeable nibs, and there were a wealth of nibs uh, available for it of just about every size, style, configuration you can imagine. Um, it was meant to be, you know, kind of used for any purpose. So they made like, you know, extra, extra fine accountant nibs and, you know, uh, you know, various stubs with various degrees of flex and everything else. And you could spend, you could spend hours, days just kind of researching Esterbrook J nibs because I think I mean, they literally made like a couple hundred different 
different nibs wow. over the life of the of the brand. I'm I'm probably exaggerating that some somewhat, but it, it seems that way. Um, and you're going to have to forgive me because I'm going to have to get up and away from the mic here for just a second because I can't read that number because well. Uh, like I explained, I am old. I forget what this is. Okay. So the nib I have on this one, and this is a um, kind of the copper burst color. It's got this kind of nice kind of, uh, you know, I don't know, ripply effect, um, copper color. Um, and uh, I use a private um, reserve uh, copper brown or something like that uh, in this one. Um, this is the 9556, uh, Esterbrook nib and, uh, nib chart. Uh, yes. Fine writing records and charts. Um, <laughs> so you're like, the, you, can, you can look up the the number on the nib and, and see what that nib was, uh, created for and sold as originally. Uh, that is correct. Uh, as a wow. matter of fact, I'm actually uh, on a on a link here, and I will uh, shoot this over to Michael for the uh, for the show notes. Now that's pretty cool. A second, um, but uh, this is the list of all of the nibs going from thirteen fourteen, uh, which was a flexible stub, all the way to nine nine six eight, which was a firm broad script. Yeah, this uh, is going to cause me a problem, Patrick. I don't know if I should have had you on. You know, I was giving Harley, <laughs> I was giving Harley a hard time about spending his money, and now here you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, because here's the thing, right? And and that is that all you need is the one the one pen, mm-hmm. and all your money is going to dive deep into all the various nibs you can get. But the nibs are going to be like you know uh, five bucks, ten bucks, you know, here and there, right? But it's right. it's they're going to nickel and dime you to, to death. Uh, that level, of, is, that level of customization is is awesome. That really speaks to me. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, you know it, it really is uh, super easy to change uh, to change out the nib and and uh, you know switch things up whenever you want. I only have this one nib on it, and because it's perfect for me, uh, this is actually probably one of my best writers amongst the vintages. Go. Um, the uh, other final one, because you know we're running short on time, and I want to want to make sure I get everything in here. Uh, the other one is um, the Parker Vacuumatic series, mm-hmm. um, you know, which they made in like the 30s and 40s. Um, uh, they, they are just they're beautiful pens. Um, they come in uh, a variety of kind of barrel sizes and uh, and and lengths. Um, now, is is that the one with like the the horizontal circles around that are all different colors? Is it that one? Yeah, well, yeah, they actually made them uh, with kind of um, the hor- the horizontal uh, striping and and uh, you know with the kind of mother of pearling yeah. stuff along the barrel. But they also made it in the vertical. Mine's one of the one of the verticals, and it really depends on the the okay. year. And the and and the model and and things like that, um, but the uh, I'm going to see if I yeah, they're really find. good. They're uh, yeah I I was trying to put two and two together just from what I've been been looking at. Those are really attractive pens. I mean they really you know, there's not a lot uh, of pens these days that that really look that good. I mean it, it's kind of a a unique style, and I know there's definitely you know other pens have tried to copy that. And actually Pelican makes a nice vertical. 
you know, yeah. kind of a stripe pen that's really pretty and really all the colors really pop from the the inlays and things like that. But those uh, vacuumatics are really cool looking. Yeah, yeah, just gorgeous, gorgeous pens. Um, but uh, and with a unique, the reason they're called the vacuumatic vacuumatic is because they they kind of pioneered that um, that vacuum piston fill. Um, uh, and so one of the things you do kind of have to be wary of, uh, you know, when when buying these things is you want to make sure that 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 um, you know that, that those mechanics are in good working order um, certainly what can happen is if they are stored and you know kind of the ink dries up in there and whatnot um, you know they can they can become problematic as I guess all I'm, all I'm trying to say and so you want to definitely, that's one that you don't want to just uh, find someone on eBay and you know buy. You probably want to go to one of the, the very active fountain pen forums and buy it from someone there, someone who's also a fountain pen aficionado who's going to be upfront with you about its condition and working order. Because keep in mind, these are you know largely made in the uh, late '30s, early '40s, and so you know they're, they're fairly old pens. Yeah, that's exactly. I agree with that completely because I'm looking at. I've been trying to do my research online for the ones that I want, and then when I go, I'm a, there's an Atlanta pen show in April. Then I can go to mm-hmm. some of these vendors and you know make sure I'm getting a good one that's been you know either rebuilt on the inside or restored properly, and that you know there's no micro cracks or you know mm-hmm. the the ink sack is you know attached properly and and things like that. Because yeah, I mean these pens are. 50, 60, 70 years old in, in most in most cases. So, yeah. I mean, there's just going to be some inherent problems with there. So, I'm going to buy it from someone reputable where I can get it in my hand and know that I'm getting a getting something that's going to work properly. Right. Well, and one of the other nice things is if you want to get into this and you find you enjoy it and you find that you, you know, that vintage pins are something that you're interested in, participating in these forums and these networks will hook you up with folks that are, you know, I mean, that are professional pin restorers, right? And yes, so, absolutely. I mean, you know, and it can, it can get expensive, sure, but, you know, you might pay 30, 40 bucks for, for a pen and, yeah, or let's just say you pay you know twenty five thirty, knowing that you that it's going to be in not the greatest working order. You know, you could send it off to somebody for the cost of shipping plus you know fifty bucks, you know, or whatever their charges are. You know, have it restored to you know as good as new or you know as close as you're going to get with a seventy year old pen, eighty year old pen, ninety year old pen. Um, yeah, um, you know, for for I think a good investment and well taken care of, well restored. There's no reason why any of these pens should not continue to work um, just as well um, for another ninety years. You should be able to pass these down to your children and say, "Hey, here's what a pen used to look like." <laughs> yeah, remember those? <laughs> right. Remember the days before our voices and fingers? Uh, no, <laughs> you don't. Well, this is what it was like. We had to write with these things on something called paper. I know it was, it was a true hardship. <laughs> 
both both of us have daughters that are about the same age and i know they you know we've never talked about it and maybe that's a whole nother episode we'll have to have you back on but you know trying to get my daughter you know i always make sure she's got pens and paper that's like a yes. huge huge deal for me and, yeah. and i know i know knowing you i know it's probably the, the same way with you but uh yeah yeah that's yeah. that's a that's a whole nother tangent for uh for a whole nother day it, it, cer- it certainly is <laughs> it certainly is but yeah, i mean the the nice thing is is that for the same amount of money that I'm about to spend on a bottle of ink, you could get a you can get a fifty sixty year old fountain pen, right? That's great. That's in great working order, right? And so the you know a lot of people think, oh yeah, well, oh gosh, it's so expensive. No, it's really it's really not. It's it's actually quite affordable. I mean, certainly there are there are vintage pens that will set you back two, three, four thousand dollars. Sure. Um, you know, limited edition, you know, certain age, you know, certain pedigree, whatever. Um, you know, but guess what? There are brand new pens that are they'll set you back that, right? You know, I can oh, yeah, I could sure. show you a thousand dollar Mont Blanc, right? Right. You know. I mean, if you're uh, going to get one of, uh, I mean, you're going to spend a few hundred dollars for uh, for a uh, you know for a Namiki uh, Vanishing Point, and you want to have some customizations done to that. Like, so my my Namiki Vanishing Point has a uh, extra extra fine binder uh, ground nib, uh, mm-hmm. Richard Brinder. You know, that's a four hundred dollar pen. Get right. ready. You know, exactly. <laughs> by the time, by the time you add it all up, and so, you know, it's it's it really is about, um, you know, kind of how what what level you want to get into and how deep you want to get into this stuff. But just like with the new stuff, there's super affordable stuff at every level, and I couldn't more highly urge people to go out there and investigate this stuff because there's, you know, I don't know. There's just something about writing with a pen that you, that, you know, you know, someone wrote with, you know, 70, 80, hundred years ago. Yep. There's something special about that. Yeah. Well, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I, I definitely appreciate uh, the enlightenment today. And uh, I think, uh, We'll wrap it up for today, but now, now I think I probably just have more questions, so we'll have to do this again <laughs> soon. I'd love to. I, I really, you know, I mean, this is something that I'm, that I'm, very, uh, I'm very passionate about, and so definitely. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely, and we will definitely do it again. Um, do you have Do you have anything to add, Mike? No, I'll just do the wrap up. Thanks a lot, Pat, for joining us. You can find Patrick at patrickrone dot com. That's P A T R I C K R H O N E, and Pat is Patrick Roan on App dot net and Twitter. Uh, Brad, you can find Brad at penaddict.com. dot com. He is dowdyism d o w d y i s m on Twitter, and just dowdy d o w d y on app.net i am i mike i m y k e on both um thank you patrick thank you brad as always and uh, thank you uh, we will talk next week and i have All right. i have a field notes obsession brad it's just getting worse and worse <laughs> i find well, myself like while we were talking i'm searching for more i got the day game they arrived it's just it's getting out of hand um, Man, you're gonna leave us hanging on that, huh? Well, yeah. that's a good that's a good tease for next week. Then, yeah, it's it's, it's getting pretty ridiculous right now. So that's we'll talk crazy. about it next week. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I appreciate it. We'll we'll talk to you soon. All right, cheers. All right. Cheers.